Good morning, and welcome to Drawing the Morning. This is Stuart McClellan, the pastor of the Altoona Bible Church. We are conveniently located at Union Avenue and 31st Street on Route 36, the Columbia Park section of Altoona. We hope that this broadcast will help you think on the things of the Lord as you prepare your heart for ministry among the saints today. Stay tuned for the next 30 minutes of inspiring music, challenging stories, and a Bible study. Listen now as the Altoona Bible Church Choir opens our broadcast this morning with a song entitled, Looking for That Blessed Hope. It is such a little thing, the key you carry in your pocket or purse. But it's also a big thing. It means safety. It means security. It means peace of mind when you turn the key in the lock of your home and you are safe from intrusion. The little key you carry in your pocket would have been worth a king's ransom centuries ago. One of the most diligent ventures into the realm of invention was the search for an effective key. The first archaeological record of a key comes to us from Egypt as early as 2000 BC. It was a large, bulky wooden key. 
the Greeks developed a metal key that was so large that a man carried it over his shoulder as a soldier does his gun. The Romans developed a useful key and a warded lock. These were used under the 19th century. The fashionable Roman women wore their keys on their fingers on rings. But not only keys developed to be useful, but gradually they became symbols. In medieval days, the housewife's key were a symbol of her right to be supplied with the needs of her household. When widowed, she would place the keys upon the coffin of her dead husband and free herself from the debt of the estate. When a vassal received a key from his master, this became a symbolic of the transfer of rights of the estate. Many of these keys were ornate and jeweled, but old locks were still easy to break. Then at last, in June of 1865, Linus Yale Jr. patented a metal cylinder lock. This lock, with a small, shiny, simple keys, has been used for 157 years. Many people rely on this product for safety and assurance. But what about the gates of heaven and hell? Who holds those keys? The one who holds the key is the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the only one who can open the gates of heaven and close the gates of hell. He tells us in Revelation 1.18, I am he that liveth and was dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And have the keys of hell and of death. And even though he can open the doors to death and hell and heaven, there is one door which he will not open. It is a door to your heart. The latch is on the inside and you must unlatch and open that door. Yes, he holds the key to heaven, death, and hell, but you must open the door to your heart. Listen now as Larry Grable sings for us his beautiful song entitled, All the Way My Savior Leads Me. beside can I doubt his tender mercy who through life has been my guide heavenly peace divinest comfort here by faith in him to dwell for I know whate'er befall me Jesus doeth all things well for I know whate'er befall Savior leads me, cheers each winding path I tread, gives me grace for every trial, feeds me with the living bread. Though my weary steps may falter, and my soul a thirst may be, gushing from the rock before me, spring of joy I see, gushing from the rock before me, oh, a spring of joy I see. 
during the morning, which is presented each Sunday at the same time by the Altoona Bible Church. We begin with our Sunday school hour at 9.30. Then at 10.45, we all gather in the main auditorium for our morning worship service. We invite you to listen to or watch our church services. Our services are on Facebook at Sunday at 11 o'clock and 7 p.m. and Wednesday night at 7.15 p.m. We invite you to visit our website at www.altoonabible.org. Also, we're on the Johnstown Altoona Access Channels 9 and 14, and there are services available on the local radio stations on Sunday at 11 o'clock, 12 noon, and 7 p.m. If you have any questions concerning our church services, please call the church office at area code 814-942-2131. Listen now as Nancy McClellan plays for us on the piano this lovely song, Grace Medley.
In his early years, Dr. Charles F. Weigel never dreamed that someday he would become a composer of gospel music. He had been born into a musical family. His father, four brothers, and he were all singers and traveled about singing. Dr. Weigel had wanted to be a popular singer, but after receiving the Lord Jesus Christ as his Savior, God spoke to his heart, and he gave his voice to the Lord for his service as a gospel singer. He started to work with an evangelist as his soloist and song leader, and before long was also preaching. After a meeting in Kentucky, Dr. Weigel sat down at the piano in the church parlor and wrote, I'm glad I came home. More songs followed, and he became known as a gospel songwriter as well. Then great sorrow came into his life. For three years he staggered under the burden of it, and all that time no one ever saw him smile. Then while at home, he was sitting at the piano playing idly with no thought of composing music. His mind drifted back over the past years, and he thought of God's love and faithfulness. He thought of the goodness of God and His grace which sustained him during those dark days. The words, No one ever cared for me like Jesus, burst from his lips. His fingers fell upon the keys. The words came and the melody followed under the chorus was completed. After the chorus came the words of the verses. In 30 minutes... The entire song was completed, word for word, note for note. A few weeks later, he attended a convention of evangelists where he was asked to sing a verse of something. All he could think of were the sheets of music in his pockets bearing the words and notes of his new song, and for the first time, the gospel song, No One Ever Cared For Me Like Jesus, was sung in public. When asked how he came to write the song, he said, There is only one answer. God let some things happen to me so that he could get that song by which thousands might learn about Jesus Christ, fall in love with him, and be saved. It was born out of great agony of the soul, bitter disappointment, and delusionment. Out of such disharmony, that song of harmony was born. Listen now, as John and Penny Harris sing for us this wonderful song, Jesus Draw Me Ever Nearer.
must guide me through the tempest. Keep my spirit stayed and sure. When the midnight meets the morning, let me love you even more. May this journey be a blessing. Once again, this Wednesday night at 7 o'clock, 
Our doors will be open here at the Altoona Bible Church. Time now for a Bible study portion for our broadcast. And this morning, the topic of our Bible study is the life of Christ, the bodily resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. John chapter 20, verses 1 through verse 9. The first day of the week cometh Mary Magdalene early, when it was yet dark, unto the sepulchre, and seeth the stone taken away from the sepulchre. Then she runneth and cometh to Simon Peter and to the other disciple whom Jesus loved, and saith unto them, They have taken away the Lord out of the sepulchre, and we know not where they have laid him. Peter therefore went forth, and the other disciple, and came to the sepulchre. So they ran both together, and the other disciple did outrun Peter, and came first to the sepulchre. And he, stooping down, looking in, saw the linen clothes lying, yet went he not in. And then cometh Simon Peter, following him, and went into the sepulchre, and seeth the linen clothes lie. And the napkin that was about his head, not lying with the linen clothes, but wrapped together in a place by itself. Then went in also that other disciple, which came first to the sepulchre, and he saw and believed. For as yet they knew not the scripture that he must rise again from the dead. The disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ were not anticipating or expecting his bodily resurrection. This is seen in the testimony of Mary Magdalene, seeing the stone removed. She said to Peter and John, they have taken away the Lord. In the context, it is not clear if the they are the Jewish religious authorities or the Roman authorities. Either case, she and the other disciples were not looking or expecting his resurrection. Therefore, the idea that his disciples stole the body so they could present him as resurrected is totally wrong, actually ridiculous, even preposterous. As we have studied before, after the first night of the sepulcher of the Lord Jesus Christ and his body, humanly speaking, was being protected by the power and the authority of the Roman government. The Roman soldiers could not prevent or stop the bodily resurrection of Lord Jesus Christ. They could not stop the angel from coming down to remove the stone. The stone was removed not to let the body of Christ out, but to let his disciples into the sepulcher to see and to know and to believe in his bodily resurrection. What about the testimony of the grave clothes? There are two possible answers concerning the grave clothes in relationship if his disciples stole the body. If his disciples stole his body, his grave clothes went with him. There would have been nothing in Christ's sepulcher. No body, no grave clothes. If they stole the body and removed the grave clothes, they would be in a mess in the sepulcher as they would have had to loose him from his grave clothes. Remember what the Jewish tradition was to bury a body. It's not like how we bury a deceased individual today. John chapter 19, verse number 40. Then took they the body of Jesus and wound it in linen clothes with spices as the manner of the Jews is to bury John chapter 11, verse 43 and verse 44, We had thus spoken, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. 
And he that was dead came forth bound hand and foot with grave clothes. And his face was bound about with a napkin. And Jesus saith unto them, Loose him and let him go. Lazarus was not resurrected how the Lord Jesus Christ was resurrected. Lazarus was raised and given something precious. He was given life again. But he would later die again. How did they get Lazarus out of his grave clothes? The Lord commanded them to loose him. When the Lord Jesus Christ was bodily raised from the dead, he stepped through his grave clothes. He then left them behind in perfect condition like a a shell. The Lord Jesus Christ was raised like no one else. John chapter 20 verse number 8. Then went in also that other disciple which came first to the sepulcher, and he saw and believed. What did the apostle John see that caused him to immediately believe? Again, his disciples were not looking for nor anticipating resurrection. When John entered the sepulcher and saw the condition of the grave clothes, the napkin about the head which was around his head was wrapped together He immediately believed. Others, like Lazarus, had been raised. Had been raised in their mortal bodies which would later die again. The Lord Jesus Christ died once. He was buried once. He was raised once. Never to die again. He was raised in a glorified body. So what was what was there in the sepulcher were these grave clothes of Christ in absolutely perfect condition. And the issue is, but nobody. And the only answer is the resurrection. And the bodily resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ is one of the fundamental doctrines of the Christian faith. 1 Corinthians fifteen nineteen to 22 If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most miserable. But now is Christ risen from the dead and become the first fruits of them that slept. For since by man came death, by man came also the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. The preaching of the cross, 1 Corinthians 1.18, is to them who perish is foolishness, but to us who are saved, it is the power of God to save us. If you've never trusted the Lord Jesus Christ, Christ died, was buried, rose again for you. Believe and trust Him right now, right where you're at, before it's eternally too late. And for us who are believers, we rejoice in the bodily resurrection of Christ because we know that since He was raised, we will be raised. And because we will be raised... He was raised, and we're going to receive a glorified body that's fashioned like the body of the Lord Jesus Christ. been listening to Join the Morning from the Altoona Bible Church. We trust that you've received a real spiritual blessing from this broadcast. It is our prayerful desire that you know the Lord Jesus Christ is your personal Savior. So until we meet again by radio, this is Pastor Stuart McClellan wishing you God's best for now and for eternity. Good morning in my heart, my heart.
Jesus is my 